it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our very best to connect the dots between our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual selves. And I have as a returning guest um, today with me, Chris Gibson. But before we get to the topic that Chris and I are going to discuss, I want to remind everybody to go to www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. On that website, there are 16 pages of archived shows. Uh, Of course, you can always listen to it on the podcast that are up on major platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, and Apple Podcast. Um, Those have, I think there's like 60 shows there now because we started using the podcast back in September of 2020. And speaking of that, um, when you go to the website, you're going to notice a banner there for Boomers Forever Young. They are one of the sponsors of the show. And 2020 taught us the importance of not just social distancing or, you know, uh, staying healthy, um, but it also taught us, I think, the importance of taking responsibility for our health. And now that we're halfway through 2021 and we're looking at Delta variants and other ways of still coming down with viruses, it's even more important to recognize that taking the vaccine is not the total answer. Um, I have been beating that drum for quite a while now and I'm going to continue to do so because you need to understand your immune function, which is your D3 level. You can ask for that as a blood test. It needs to be 70 or greater. And so don't let them tell you that you're in the normal range. You need to know what that number is. Uh, The second one is the C-reactive protein test. That is your level of inflammation in your body. All disease begins with inflammation. So you want that number to be below one. I will tell you that my immune function is above 70 and my inflammation level is a 0.3. So um, you want to work on those two numbers because then even with the vaccine and taking nutritional supplements, you're gonna be able to face these viruses in a very healthy way. They have some wonderful blogs, they have great testimonies, and they have beautiful videos that you can watch and kind of determine what is your level of nutrition? What do you need to be doing to stay healthy? And I hope you take the time to go listen to that. All right, so Chris and I are going to be discussing the newest technologies and approaches to skin care. And you know, your skin is your largest organ. And so we need to take care of it. Um, what happens internally is what is being expressed externally on your skin. And Chris is going to talk about all of the wonderful things you can put on topically that goes internally into making sure that your skin does stay healthy. So welcome back, Chris. Yep, here we go again, right? Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, so um, the, the last time I was on, we'll start with this, because the last time I was on, I was testing collagen peptides. Mm-hmm. I was on a college eight-week collagen peptide test, which is the amino acids that you put into a warm or cold drink and you drink them and um, 
Just, was, are they ever flavored or just? I do the unflavored, but you can get flavored. Oh, okay. Um, there are berry flavors. There's all sorts of things. And I want to talk a little bit about that because collagen is a craze mm -hmm. right now. Right, that it is. That is a, it's a really big trendy thing. I can't imagine why. It since we Jennifer have Jennifer so Aniston doing it. Oh, Everybody, baby boomers. Kelly Ripa doing yeah. it on uh, Live with Kelly and Ryan. <clears throat> so I decided the best way to... Well, of course, I researched it because I research all these things. Mm -hmm. And there was efficacy. And I knew that there was because I think as I talked about last time, my mom took them for her joints. That's right. Okay. You know, collagen and chondroitin, glucosamide, all of those things. And it made and, a difference. And it did really, really help her out. And that was from her osteo uh, doctor, surgeon. Um, she had a lot of bone, bone issues. Um, child of the Depression. She was born... My grandmother ate cornflakes and watermelon, two foods. My mother would not touch her entire life after that. And I was like, I don't know if that really has anything to do with it. I think that's up here. But um, but she, when they when she was born, her bones were very brittle, and they broke her collarbone. Oh, my gosh. Just in the birth process. Oh, my goodness. So they put her on these, and I saw the difference that it made, um, along with some of the, the new class of drugs at the time, like Boniva, that would help. Mm -hmm. build bone mass in, in women um, so she suffered she had a hip replacement at 34 just really very brittle so I saw the efficacy of that particular mixture of proteins amino acids and um, electrolytes the whole the whole thing that they put together so I wanted to see <clears throat> if the collagen peptides which are the amino acids that actually can impact the skin and your organs because your organs need collagen. Everything mm -hmm. collagen holds everything in your body together. All of it really would make a difference for me. Now I don't have a lot of of aging for my age, but of course, as I tell people, they're like, "How can you see a difference? You're not going to notice a difference." Well, I know if I look at myself at 35, 40, 45, 50, I can see my own aging process. Mm -hmm. I'm not unhappy with where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And I don't maybe look like people think a 57-year-old person should look, but I'm going to see a difference. That's right. the whole point. Right. I will know how I feel. I will know how my skin behaves. So I made a challenge on my YouTube channel for myself. I said, I'm gonna, it was a very popular video, too. I said, I'm going to go and try these, and I will come back in eight weeks and tell you guys, yay or nay, what I got anything out of this at all. So collagen peptides, which are amino acids that are taken from bovine or cow, cow, they usually get it from the hooves. It's really kind of the same stuff they make the glue for stamps out of. I know oh, that wow. sounds kind of gross, okay. but it's when you when they get wet, they're very sticky. It's because it's a protein. Proteins okay. are sticky. You know that, right? Yes. So chicken, raw yeah. chicken is sticky. Well, that's where that, bone broth. Yeah, it's you know. bone broth. So yeah, this started with bone broth, and that was in the weightlifting and fitness community. Mm -hmm. The bone broth. Right? And people that had cancers, mm -hmm. bone cancers, they bone broth. So I bought these. They're not cheap. <laughs> I bought a brand that was really, I had a lot of really good reviews. had been around for a long time. Um, they had had their peptides che checked to make sure that the dosages were right. There's 19 of them in this, 19 different proteins. Um, and that there were other weird things mixed in. Because, you know, this is one of those peripheral foods where the FDA doesn't really dig into what's in the powder so much, you know, because they allow so, so many bugs or... Yeah, would it be fillers? Well, there, there wasn't anything in there. Oh, okay. but, but 
I wanted clean collagen peptides. And okay. we'll talk about unclean peptides in a minute on the okay. marine side. Okay. So, which is appropriate since we have red tide. Uh, so anyway, um, so I took them. I didn't really notice a whole lot. The things that I was supposed to, at first, the, the things that you were supposed to notice was nail growth improvement, strength of your nails, hair growth improvement, strength of your hair, eyelashes, a lot of people report that, skin being more hydrated. Mm-hmm. You know, some people go as far as say it made a difference in the fine lines and wrinkles or what have you. But big, the biggest thing was hydration. So I took okay. these. So I can tell you and your listeners what I got out of it. And I did a follow-up video on this. It's on the channel. The biggest thing I got was the hydration part. Now, I live in Florida. I lived in Pennsylvania for 15 years. So I know what dry skin is about, especially in the wintertime. So when I moved down here, one of my one of my things that I knew from having lived in the South before was that all of that dry skin crap that I dealt with from the environment would pretty much go away, except that we have very dry air indoors here. Yes. So we have to have, I know people do what? It's really good to have a humidifier in your house um, if you have a really dry air conditioning system because it will pull so much moisture, it pulls it from you, right? So I have had my whole life except when I was a teenager, when I was an oil factory, very dry skin on my back. Mm. I mean, I have a thing that I put lotion on because it's itchy and I can't, I just don't produce a lot of moisture back there for whatever reason. That went away. Okay. So I knew that had to be the collagen and peptides and because I hadn't changed anything else. How long did it take for about, it to go away? About six weeks. About the six so weeks. I noticed it at first. It. it was one of those things that I noticed. Mm-hmm. And then I had to think back, when was the last time that I felt that dry itchiness? People would make fun of me. I'd be in the elevator doing this, scratching my back all the time because it was so dry. So about the sixth week, it occurred to me that I had not had that problem. So it could have been as soon as three weeks, but it was one of those things I didn't think about expecting. Nail growth, for me, I've had pretty healthy nails. I will say that I probably have had less breakage, but I did talk about the fact that I had to clip them more. So what I did was, before I did the test, I wrote down how many times a week do I have to cut my nails? Toenails and fingernails. So it was two to three times a week on my hands to keep them the length that I like. That moved up to four. Oh, wow. Toenails, which grow very, very slowly, you know, once every two or three weeks, I would have to trim them. About once a week, I needed to trim them. So it so, did make a difference. How in, about your hair? Like beard? Um, I don't, I didn't get a lot of noticeable change there to me. So here's, and that's a good question because here's what I, or what the conclusion I came to was. Some people take them and they have a cessation of arthritis, which my mom had. They have a cessation of joint pain. Some people take them and they see vast improvements in their skin. Some people see improvements in their hair. Some people see improvements in their nails or moisture for their skin like I did. I think and submit that where are you deficient in those proteins? Mm -hmm. That's where they go. That's where they go. Right. So you may be taking some of those 19 proteins that you're not deficient in. So you're not going to see this remarkable change. But if you're deficient in one or more of them that affects the moisture part or an organ or your hair or your nails, you're going to see improvement. Mm -hmm. So it's not a miracle worker in the overall sense, but it is a supplement that actually supplements, you know, what you're missing. And what would be nice is that someday they have a test, which I'm sure they will, where they'll be able to tell you 
what proteins that you're deficient in and you'll be able to get a mix just for you. Right. Because there is a mix for workouts. Right. For muscle building. There is this mix for skin. So collagen proteins, those amino acids, um, vital proteins is who I tested, is the skin and hair proteins. Okay. It's not necessarily the ones for joint health, although for some people those enzymes really did help. So that's my conclusion. So I'm still taking them. And, and I would think, I mean, you mentioned that it, they were a little pricey. Yes. But if you have a benefit that is substantial enough, you don't mind the price because right. your skin maybe improves, your joints yeah. improve. Well, you're not going to, here's the thing. There's nothing in them, the clean proteins, that should be harmful to you because your body knows what to do with those, mm-hmm. which is going to lead me into the not-so-clean proteins. So these are grass-fed, these are from grass-fed um, cows. Is the is where these come from that I took you can get them from plants and you can get them from marine life and algae mm-hmm. proteins which there's a lot of uh, buzz around the marine collagen peptides because they people say they impact your skin so much more the problem is that when you get outside of the bovine on the cow cow produced proteins into these others, you can have things in those powders that you can be allergic to. So say you do the marine peptides and you have shellfish allergies. Right, and there are people that you do. Can, you can have problems because there can be very small amounts, but some shellfish mm-hmm. protein, mm-hmm. and it's the proteins that cause the allergies. It's not the actual food. It's the proteins in the food, in the food. that cause the allergy or the allergic reaction. So okay. you have to really think this stuff through. So collagen peptides on the periphery of skincare, does it help? Yes, it does. Because applying collagen on the outside of the skin doesn't really do anything. The molecules are too big to be absorbed. That's when we talk about things like peptides, mm-hmm. which are also amino acids, the peptide lotions and serums that are able to help support your skin's collagen production. Doesn't replace it, but does help support it, helps slow mm-hmm. the breakdown of collagen and elastin. Mm-hmm. So peptides very good on the outside, very good on the inside. So right, that's right. to our thing, right there, good right. inside and outside. So I wanted to talk about that because there are just a few product ingredients that I think everybody should have in their skincare routine. So I've really tried to simplify this for people for two reasons. One, the subscribers that I have, all 90,000 of them, always ask me for skincare products that will work that don't cost a fortune. And it's all about ingredients, so they don't have to cost a fortune. You just have to know what ingredient do I need and where can I get it that it's a good formula but not going to cost me a fortune. Right. And which ones do I really need? If I were to talk to a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon or an esthetician, what would they say I absolutely had to have? Well, in the morning, vitamin C serum. Mm-hmm. Because vitamin C helps the skin stop oxidizing. It helps protect your skin from free radicals, from your own metabolic processes, and your own bad or good diet. You know, the worse the higher in sugar, the more of those free radicals you produce. Sun damage from the sun, it helps brighten the skin. It helps speed up cellular turnover, keep dark spots from forming. So it's a really powerful, potent ingredient. So everybody should have a vitamin C serum. The problem is... Some people can't tolerate some of the vitamin C serum and don't know that there are two kinds. There's the L-ascorbic acid, which is very, very powerful, very, very strong, 
does a great job, but it can be irritating. Mm -hmm. And there's you need a percent of 15% or more for it to work. There's also sodium ascorbyl phosphate, which is a derivative of vitamin C, which gives the same benefits, but is very mild to the skin. It's water soluble, it absorbs well, slower to work, but most everybody can tolerate it. Now, would vitamin C, because we hear so many people um, are, especially here in Florida, but um, you know they have skin damage from the sun and they get basal cell right. um, cancers. And you know, typically a dermatologist will just freeze them, and then um, you know they're they're gone. But would using a topical like a vitamin C, if you notice that you've got a little reddening that could be a basal cell, will that turn that around? Uh, there is a skincare ingredient I'm going to talk about that helps with that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about that. It won't necessarily cure that, but it, it can help with the cellular turnover. Exfoliation is so important. Mm -hmm because those skin cancers occur in the outer surface of the skin, right? and then they move downward. That's why they have to dig them out with Mohs surgery. How far down do we have to go in the skin layer? So obviously, clearly, anything you're gonna do to the outside of the skin is gonna exfoliate, speed up cellular turnover. It's gonna be helpful because you're sloughing those off. Right. The problem with precancerous skin cells is that they're sticky. They don't like to go. They're damaged DNA, and they wanna stick around. So. Uh, I'm going to talk about I'm going to yeah. talk about how to get rid of those, but so the vitamin C serum just really all over support. Don't put lemon juice. That's not vitamin C serum. No. That's pure ascorbic acid. It's going to burn your skin. It's so, burn. Yeah. so you want to use these products, and they're well marked. Mm -hmm. On the back, it'll say ascorbic acid or L-ascorbic acid. Usually on the front, they'll talk about that, or they're the buffered vitamin C's. Olay has them toning serum that you turn around. You'll see sodium ascorbyl phosphate or magnesium ascorbyl phosphate which are their salts but they that's what it will work on your skin and is very gentle so okay. that gives you a choice so everybody should be using vitamin c serum everybody should be using peptides of some type on the outside of the skin because it supports the collagen that you do have mm -hmm. helps plump the skin helps retain moisture all mm -hmm. of those things water soluble again mm -hmm. really light these are usually really clear either light gels or very watery right. serums okay so obviously sunscreen <laughs> you need to use sunscreen there's been a just had a huge recall on um, sunscreens that had benzene in them yeah I was surprised and I had to do a whole video on that so on the channel I have a video on that uh -huh. so benzene is a carcinogen it in high enough levels can make you ill in high enough levels it can has been shown to create cancer in cells in in the lab in a dish i don't know they've ever had a human being they've gone you have benzene poisoning and now you have cancer but it has been linked so it's one of those things the fda does not like to see in products so how did it ever get into so the the, somewhere in the manufacturing process because johnson and johnson which neutrogena and owns vivino and then of course the cvs health brands that were pulled don't have that as an ingredient in there products so it's not in their formulation to be there so it got in there in the supply chain and I think they've kind of figured out where that was and they're working on that but they did the right thing in pulling it just for the mental sake of people and just well obviously as a company they needed to do that but just on the side of caution the amounts of benzene in those products was very 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 low it had to be found in a very 
detailed test that was done by Valasor, which is an online pharmacy that regularly tests products mm. independently. So they caught it and that everybody did the right thing and it woke people up to what I keep saying about chemical sunscreens. Chemicals when put on the skin and then exposed to sunlight can change. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, can change and can become a problem. So I like mineral better. Zinc oxide. Titanium oxide. <coughs> so I got my tea. <laughs> um, because they reflect the sun away from the skin, they don't get absorbed. They're molecularly too large right. to do that. So they actually protect your skin from the sun in a different mechanism. And they're not poisonous. <laughs> so I like mineral better. They're getting better with these sunscreens so that they're not so thick. Right, because nobody point. wants to have like <coughs> yeah, know, gives white you that, nose. It gives white. you that white cast um, right. on your skin. Nobody likes that. So that's the daytime things. The other thing that you need to have in your arsenal that goes back to how it can help your skin with precancerous skin cells is retinol. Hmm. The prescription version, well, let's back up a little bit. So retinol is the, is the mildest form of a retinoid. Retinoid's the family that retinol is on retinol with an AL is under, which is stronger. Tretinoin, which is prescription strength all the way up from 1% to 0.15%. So it's a grade of these, and the prescription ones need to be prescribed by dermatologists. I know people can go online and do the whole online thing and get it. You can get anything online anymore without even seeing the doctor. But what those do, what retinols do, is they reverse sun damage. They actually help the skin produce healthier cells they help remove dna damaged cells so putting that on a yes. potential basal cell yeah make a difference. yeah it could make it it has been shown that the prescription strength versions help remove precancerous skin cells okay i mean i mean that's where <coughs> it's huge some so, of the um, uh, ointments you know that i've seen dermatologists prescribe i mean they literally eat a hole they make a great big blister yeah and then they the 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 tretinoin and the higher versions of retin-a are can be very powerful your skin has to get used to that um the way it works is that the retinol we'll start with retinol <clears throat> the retinol goes onto your skin it has to go through a two-step conversion process before it becomes retinoic acid which is what actually does the work mm. All right, so the process, what does the work is a retinoic acid. <clears throat> when you go to a retinol with AL or retin-AL, it's a slightly stronger, but not prescription strength. It only has to go through one step. So it's more powerful. It's still yet less irritating than the prescription versions. Right. The prescription versions don't go through any sort of, it, you put, you're putting pure acid, retinoin yeah. on your skin and, and it, you have to acclimate to it. a lot of dryness, a lot of redness. Usually you have to go every other day. You start very low in strength, and as you acclimate, you go up. Retinol can really change your skin for the better. It's just a process you have to put up with to get there. I use uh, encapsulated retinol on my tops of my arms, and it's pretty much removed all of my freckles. I still have a few little brown spots. That one's even fading. Um, so even though the, those types of products, encapsulated retinol, which CeraVe has, it's a brand, it's one I recommend, Olay has a brand of that, um, they're mild and you can use them on other areas. Mm -hmm. Now your dermatologist may 
prescribe they're starting to do the same thing I'm already doing which is using it other places because there's most sun damage on people in the back the back of the neck and mm-hmm. then of course mm-hmm. the and top of the arms and, and, and the chest, the chest yeah. so the issue with the neck area is that that skin is very sensitive so you mm-hmm. have to monitor that for redness I tried to use a 0.15% retinol and I got very dry itchy skin so I had to back off so what I do now is use the encapsulated retinol. Encapsulated retinol is a technology where there's a carrier ingredient that takes the retinol molecule deeper into the skin before it converts, mm-hmm. so there's less irritation. Okay. So you get powerful results from that retinol without the redness and the dryness. So, so <clears throat> the last thing that I would say you absolutely have is a good moisturizer with either squalene or hyaluronic acid in it and if you have extremely dry skin you need ceramides so you want to be sure that you're building up that lipid layer the moisture layer to prevent transdermal moisture loss and also help the products that you're using work better especially at night and we always want to use retinol at night because it breaks down during the day it can be irritating to the skin in sunlight pretty much useless if you wear it during the day so vitamin c serums that stuff in the morning and then retinol at night and then the moisturizer when you need it. So that's really all you need. Now you can get eye creams that have retinol in them because you can't use a retinol moisturizer on the eyelid Mm -hmm. or if it gets in your eyes, it burns. So you want to use a eye cream. I just did a video on that's coming out today, uh, what to do about that. They're specially formulated. Olay has them where that's a very buffered with niacinamide and maybe vitamin E so that the retinol can do a good job. It's good for your skin everywhere, Mm -hmm. but that you can tolerate. So if you do those, you have a really solid anti-aging routine. If you already have sun damage, you can get um, many products that will fade dark spots with kojic acid or azelaic acid in them. So there are, you can do more, but that's the basics mm-hmm. right there. So foundational skincare, yes. basically. Yeah, those are the things you absolutely, at almost every... Dermatologists, I know almost every plastic surgeon even will tell people that to prevent the sagging and the, the breakdown of collagen, you need those things. Mm-hmm. Those are what you need. Mm-hmm. And that's and you can get them for very little money. I mean, the the retinols are tend to be the most expensive, even on the drugstore side, about twenty bucks, twenty, twenty-three for the CeraVe. But it's, it goes a long way, and it takes so little of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the vitamin C serums, you don't need those $150 yeah. versions. You can get really good vitamin C serum from The Ordinary, which is a brand I promote a lot, and are good molecules. You know, straight out vitamin C serum, both ways, the milder one or the stronger one, and uh, for like 7 8 bucks. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because those that are going to the department stores, you know, if yeah. they're back in the stores yeah. uh, with uh, Lancome or Yeah, Estimata. and I'm not saying that, you know, those formulations are bad. It doesn't mean they're bad. They have the extra stuff in them, and sometimes they do multi-things, and a multitasking serum is going to cost more, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I'm not saying they're not worth it, but if you're looking for a benefit, I mean, they may smell good. You know, there's luxury skincare, and if you can afford it, it's wonderful stuff. I mean, I'm testing out J-Lo's, Jennifer Lopez's line right now, and it's good stuff, but it's expensive. Yeah. The serum, $79, and it takes very little of it. The reason I'm testing her stuff out is it's olivate-based or olive oil-based, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you don't see that in a lot of skincare, and it is very good stuff, but it's very expensive. 
You're talking about olive oil, and I'll share a little story here. But, um, you know, as you know, I had surgery recently, and so there were little steri strips that were applied uh, on the incision line. And supposedly, you know, they'll tell you that they dry up and fall off. Well, that's not quite true. You know, the, they lift, the edges lift a little bit, but I mean, mine were stuck. And so I talked to the home nurse, um, you know, it was her last visit, and she said, here, I'm going to give you an example of what to do. And she said, try it. So it was using olive oil, and then I infused it with lavender so that it, you know, didn't smell like olive oil or anything. Not that olive oil has a bad smell, no. but... But um, so you just saturate the little strips with this combo and wait about an hour and, and just everything just pulled right out. off. Yeah. So olive oil is actually yeah, good for your it's skin. Very, <laughs> it's very good. That the, the thing you have to watch with the natural oils is to make sure that you tolerate them. Olive oil has been used ancient times. Mm-hmm, you know, cr- mm-hmm. cradle cap when I was a little kid, you know, the crusty stuff little yeah, babies get. Yeah. Um, but you have to, again, read the label, make sure you're getting cold-pressed, pure 100% olive oil, because there's a lot of fake stuff out there. Yes, there that is. That has other things in it that right. aren't that are occlusive. They're going to block your pores and break you out. So, you know, coconut oil is one. Everybody says, well, coconut oil is natural. Well, yeah, but if you go and buy a thing of coconut oil, it's thick. It's a brick. Yeah. When it warms up and you apply it to the skin, it does melt, but it will block your pores. You can buy products that are formulated, and I'm about to do a big video on this, uh, Kapari, which is a big brand for this. They took coconut oil and coconut water and they created a whole line of products and they're very, very good. Um, but the formulations break the olive, break the olive, break the coconut oil down in such a way that it's not gonna block your pores. Okay. Do you see what I mean? They do have a scrub. Does it the, stay then more liquid? And yeah, it's, it's not, not okay, they it's do not. have a sugar scrub, which I actually really liked a whole lot. The only issue with that one is being coconut oil, it does leave a... Like a film? Like if you have really dry skin, it's going to exfoliate your body, and it, but it will leave it will leave a bit of a film. Now when you towel off, that you don't feel it anymore, but I've got to see if it's going to block other things you're going to use. You wouldn't use that on your face anyway. Right, right. But for our body scrub, it's actually, it's actually quite good. But their products are really good. So... And is that an online product? It's oh, it's in Sephora. It's everywhere, and um, I don't know if they. <coughs> excuse me. I don't know if they came to me because I did such a beating up of all of coconut oil in a video about a year ago. I just beat beat up on it. Said if you have really dry skin, it's great. It's like Vaseline. You just put it on there, and it's going to help protect your skin. It will help prevent hair breakage, but it's not going to make your hair grow because mm-hmm. there's all that. Nah, it makes your hair grow. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It may keep it from breaking off, but again, you run the risk of clogging your pores and your right, scalp. So there's right. issues with it. <clears throat> it's great to cook with, yeah. and you know it's great as a candle. <laughs> but you know, so you just have to you, you have to watch what you're doing with these types of oils. And so they took that and they asked me to test the stuff out. And I was like, okay. I said, you guys know I'm not a fan of coconut oil as a skincare. Not necessarily an ingredient, but as, a, as on people's skin. So the stuff is really, really good. Okay, that's good so, to know. And I got coconut oil lip, like chapsticks, that's that's fine. You're not going to block your pores on your lip. You know what I mean? That's no different than putting Burt's Bees on there. But, right. But right. For, you wouldn't put Burt's Bees uh, chapstick all over yourself. 
I wouldn't think so. So, yeah, that's the point. So. so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. That's what you need, and then some of the things you stay away from. And natural oils or lavender is 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 good, but again, you need to patch test mm-hmm. any essential oil because, like lavender, I look, but it will break me out if I put pure lavender oil on my arm. I'll get a rash. Really? So it, but tea tree oil doesn't bother me, and it bothers some other people. So right. you got to patch test things right. to make sure that you tolerate it well. Right. Because there's alternatives. Mm-hmm. You know, there's alternatives to lavender. And there's there's sage oil, mm-hmm. you know. And, and reg- oregano oil. And bl- oregano oil, it smells, I have this one of the most potent antifungals, antiviral oils there is, is oregano oil. But when you put it on, you will smell like a can of black pepper. It's freshly cracked oh, pepper wow. because it's wow. really okay. potent stuff. Okay. But it's good. I mean, the oils work. And they're at the basis of many of our products for skin. Right. If you look on the back, you see borage. You'll see, uh, cit- you'll see cit- what do they call it? citron, but it's not the, not the, the liquor. Um, they have all of these different blends of topical botanical oils that they will put in skincare products that, will, that work very, mm-hmm. very well for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So. Now, you and I also talked about the fact that, you know, because the skin is the largest organ, um, you know, it does reflect what's going on sure. internally. Mm-hmm. And for people that maybe have really dark circles under their eyes, it might be a thyroid condition. Uh, it might be, you know, just that they're not getting enough sleep. Um, but, you know, I think that's important to also understand that it's uh, we're going to do a lot of things on the outside that will work your way or work their way internally and then looking at um, one of the products that you have used in the past and I I guess you're going to be bringing it um, and talking about it more on your YouTube channel in the future but is the our barley uh, with boomers and uh, there is a gladiator barley that is an amino acid um, and one of them is heirloom and that's like 10 grams of uh, pre-digested protein as an amino acid and one is 20 grams and so what that product does is it certainly removes toxins from the body and rebuilds muscle and so collagen is kind of that filler but the muscle is underneath right you know and so it's so critical to understand that when you lose muscle and a lot of people don't know that we lose one percent of our muscle mass every single year after the age of 50. So by the time you hit 60, you've lost 10% of your muscle mass. And if you're working out all the time, you know, maybe you've kept it to less than that. Um, Yeah, you're in good shape. Um, But, um, you know, you do, you you lose that. And then, of course, by the time a lot of the baby boomers are now, you know, into their later 60s. So, I mean, they've lost 20% of their muscle mass. So if the muscle is that underlying structure. So if you think of it, you know, you've got your bones, then you've got your muscle, and then you've got, you know, collagen all around the joints and, um, you know, helping make sure that things, you know, move properly still. But people that are into their 70s, quite often when they fall, it's because the muscle is gone. You know, it's not supporting their structure anymore. And so by taking something like the barley, you're rebuilding the muscle, removing the toxins, and you know, increasing stamina overall. Right. Um, and when you were using it, what did you kind of find out? Well, yeah, I used, I tested it for I think it was a month and a half, two months. It, 
you do go through sort of a detox process in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, but you start to have this uh, energetic feeling of well-being mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. Just like more, it's. I think for me, it felt like more energy. I work out a lot, so um, I think it was especially recovery time after right. workouts right. was a lot shorter. Right. Um, we have and, a lot of bodybuilders that and, use it. You know, one of the reason. things I, uh, that you're talking about is one of the things I focus on: leg strength. Yeah. So I do a lot of leg strength building because your feet are going to get you where you're going to go to. I know I know 90 year olds and 100 year olds that walk, and I know 50 year olds that can't walk. Right. So the biggest difference with those folks were that they stayed active and kept their legs strong. Mm-hmm. So it, it is about muscle. So I think mm-hmm. that, that that type of a supplementation really does help people. It, it helps you build that much faster than you would on your own. You could take a protein drink, like a milk protein drink, mm-hmm. which works for a lot of folks that are younger. Um, you know, they say, drink chocolate milk after your workout it'll help your muscles it it does but when you can get something in a concentrated form that you don't have to have in a milk right you know you just can take it dry it's just very interesting or you can mix it in water the little bit that i started taking you you just put it it on your your tongue tongue. yeah Yeah. Yeah. it was just a small amount right so it's one of those things you can build up to and it will help your overall system i tell people that you know it doesn't dissolve in water Okay. No, it's, and it's, it's so it's, I put it in like a juice, you know, the suspends it a little bit, or you or can, a smoothie. You a can put smoothie. it in. We can put mm-hmm. a banana, a teaspoon, of, a tablespoon of peanut butter in that, and you will never know it's in there. Exactly, exactly. Um, I've also told people like if they like, and it doesn't muffins, taste bad. No, it, it doesn't have any like, flavor. It tastes like a bran muffin. Yeah. Without yeah. sugar, it right. tastes like bran. That's what it reminds me. Of. Right, and yet people that are um, gluten intolerant. Can take this oh, because yeah. it it's gluten free. It's a sprout, even though the name of it is barley. It actually is a barley sprout. Yeah. And, and so it doesn't taste like barley. It doesn't taste like rye. It doesn't mm-hmm. have that kind of. No. It just tastes like bran. Yeah, yeah. If if people could take, I can remember my grandparents taking bran. You know the powder, mm-hmm. putting sure. sprinkling on their oatmeal. If sure. you can t- if you can tolerate that, it doesn't have a bad taste at all. It's yeah. it's just bready tasting. Yeah. But I was take again, when you start, you start with such a small amount mm-hmm. on your tongue. It's mm-hmm. like, what is it, like a fourth of a teaspoon? Well, actually, it's a half, but oh, because half? you yeah. were a little more sensitive, I think you wanted to make sure that you were starting even Yeah, I had less. no no problems with yeah. that. But it will detox you. So yeah. you do, you not detox where you feel bad, but you will feel your energy levels. I think it was about the second or third week I could really tell that I was doing something different. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's what people always look for. I'm going to take this and tomorrow I'm going to wake up and feel different or look different. Well, it doesn't work that it way. It doesn't work that way. None of that yeah. you know, None of that stuff works that way. When you have a surgery, you don't roll off the table ready to go. So <laughs> not, not usually. So you, it takes time for the cells to replicate, the healthier cells to replace things. And for you to know, same thing in skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really have to use a product almost two months to judge the Whether results and you need to take a picture when you start because the mind has a way of fuzzing out the changes because you see yourself in the mirror every day then put those two pictures side by side and they'll tell you what you need to know yeah yeah and now I, did you do that with um the collagen yeah, yeah. so yeah, you did it before yeah and i don't know that i i saw a huge difference in how i looked again it was more the Your moisture levels because yeah, yeah. i'm i'm pretty on my game with this stuff yeah 
<clears throat> and then the other thing I wanted to talk about what, that's very trendy and coming about is the new red light therapy masks, okay. helmets. La- it's really it's a it's not a laser. It's a near infrared laser light, but these lights frequencies at certain frequencies react with the cells and the proteins around the cells, and have been shown to truly help with things like hair loss, collagen production. Now this is a non-invasive, so again it takes time using them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they do work. They Are they can, similar to what you go into a dermatology office for? Well, those laser lights are usually stronger there to disperse melasma or a spot um, that's stronger, mm-hmm. deeper laser therapy. These are really not laser, they're red light, near infrared light. And what they're able to do is penetrate the skin several layers deep and they have they stimulate certain cellular structures like collagen. To rebuild. Uh, to rebuild and to strengthen, and so they really can make a big difference. So if you're a person that's extremely sensitive to skincare products, like ingredients, you just can't tolerate anything because that may be a light moisturizer, even though these things are not cheap, they're two, three hundred, four hundred dollars for the masks, because you're not going to be buying skincare products other than your moisturizer, they're worth it. Mm. Um, and they can give you a lot of the same benefits. I mean, they're even seeing benefits from red light therapy on on eyes really yeah so this this it it's been around a long time they've used it in sports injuries that's how they get these football players and baseball players back in the game very quickly so red light therapy has been known to be effective for wound healing like that especially bruising uh torn ligament yeah where do you go to get a um like there there you can find them all over online all you gotta do is do one search and it'll be you know how it is it'll show up in your cell phone they're everywhere i tested current bodies uh red light therapy mask that's for skincare um it was really really good i'm testing one now by cure q u r e more expensive has the purplish red purplish red light for acne so this is a much more uh, advanced version of a mask. I be, haven't done the video on it yet. I will be doing it next week, that video. So they do work. Mm-hmm. They really do work. And they're, again, non-invasive. So it's that's a nice thing about being where I'm at with the YouTube channel is that now I get to test things out for people and see if they work, and I don't have to pay for them. <laughs> I get to test them out for free. Uh, so, you know, if I tr- it's really nice because if, if something works, then... I can tell someone that's worth the money. If it doesn't, I'm not out anything. They're not out anything. So, but you know, I've got a lot more to test. I got to test microneedling, the home one, the rollers. I got to test those. That um, might hurt a little bit. Yeah, but that there's. I know that there's effectiveness of those in the in the dermatologist's office. They use them for skin. T- skin. Yeah. It will help you thicken your skin. Right. But do the home versions do the same thing? Right. That's right. what we want to know. Well, so, and I'm sure the dermatology offices are like cringing because they're probably thinking, oh, you know, that if the home version works, then we're going to well, lose Well, it's probably, I, I don't want to jump the gun on it. It's probably going to be one of those things where you have to use it consistently and on an ongoing or longer term basis because the ones, the needles that are approved for use in a dermatologist office or an esthetician are much longer needles. And we're talking about milla lengths here but there it does make a difference because you're piercing the skin so mm-hmm. the ones at home are not going to be 
as and will aggressive. People, right. And will people want the discomfort? Yeah. And inflicted. can you be consistent? You know, that's the other thing. People are very consistent on going to get their Botox and they're very consistent to go and get their treatments when they're paying all that money for them and looking for results. When you don't pay a whole lot of money for something comparatively and it's in the house, you don't make yourself do it. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like exercise or anything else. Right. So, you know, I wanted to talk about that. And then the last thing I want to talk about, non-invasive skin care, especially, again, for those folks who have very big sensitivities to skin care ingredients, are the silicone patches that you can use and apply that will help reduce and reverse wrinkles on your skin, help improve the moisture levels and collagen levels. The brand that I've reviewed, and there's several of these out now, called COSIO. These are medical-grade patches. They've been used in plastic surgery for years. When people have plastic surgery, they will have a scar mm-hmm. if they don't mm-hmm. use it. So by applying these silicone patches over the scar, the skin comes together. There's no keloid. And um, that's why you people get facelifts now. You don't see the scars. Or the people have to wear the hair to cover the scar because these patches do such a good job. So over time, again, developed in the military, used for that sort of thing on, you know, back when people were wounded, you know, to get them to they survive, they work, um, but you're gonna have to use them ongoing. You can't use them with products that have to go on dry, clean skin, but they will retrain <clears throat> like forehead wrinkles, the number 11, that you don't have that and I don't have, but the number 11, some people get between their eyes and then Crow's feet, all of those types of things, smile lines, they will improve them, but you have to use them ongoing. So, so lots... what do they have for people that um, develop as they age what's called a turkey neck? You know, just. Um... They have a neck patch. Really? I know, I know they do have a neck patch for that and for the lines, the vertical mm-hmm, lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times for that, there's uh you can use neck you can use temporary it does a temporary thing but you can use neck tightening creams it will actually tighten the skin up a little bit under yeah there. I've, so, I've seen ads for the ones yeah, that i think you it's, put not, on. it's uh it's not plexiderm maybe it's plexiderm i think it is those. plexiderm yeah. they're the ones who do the under eye stuff right. that was like the it used to be said yeah. it really does work i have a friend that's i'm doing a review of the eye gel that tightens this mm-hmm. it works so he's got to take these before and after picture. I don't have that. Mm-hmm, I don't have mm-hmm. eye bags or I don't have the or lines. So I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. It wouldn't be a big difference. Um, but if you don't want to do Botox. Right. And, you, and you're sensitive or any of those things, you don't want to have fillers or that. Then the silicone patches, Plexiderm, the red light therapy, those are going to be things that are going to work for people that, that don't want to do that or can't do that. So I right. wanted to be sure I talked about that because we didn't talk about that at all in the last several because I've just been on the leading edge mm-hmm. testing these right, right. Uh, lately. Yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating how uh, a lot of these products, I mean, I think some of it at least is because the baby boomers are all hitting, you know, this yeah. massive wave. Uh, well, there's wanting... also, it forces, because you can't, there's just not anything new really in skincare ingredients. There's just not anything. I mean, there's snail mucin and all that stuff. We Korean skincare and rice water, but we're still dealing with putting things topically on the skin. There's not. There's a lot of competition and a lot of different formulations, and you mm-hmm. know, celebrities are coming out with their own versions of stuff all the time. It's skincare overwhelm. So, 
in order for the industry and in order for uh, effectiveness of this stuff to move forward, it sort of forces the game on these companies to look at these alternative methods to offer something new that works. Right. So to me, it's a win for the consumer. Obviously, that's the way it's supposed to work. But it's taken a long time for some of these technologies have been around for years, and we're just now applying them to the, at the consumer level for skincare. And they're non-invasive. I mean, it's just, you know, you don't have to do a, a routine. If you're going to, you just use that mask three minutes a day, every single day, but you got to do it to reap the benefit, and you got to be patient, mm-hmm. even much like you do the creams, to see the results. But right. they do work. Right. You know, it's just like putting the, the uh, retinol on my arms. I was like, wow. I did it for like a month, and I, I thought I saw a difference, but wait the second month, I really saw a difference. My arms don't look anywhere near 50 anything. I don't have any of that spotting, the, the white spots. I don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. What causes white spots, by it's the just way? A, it's just where your skin quits producing melanin. It's a form of sun damage. Okay. Again, sun, UVA, UVB light, where it does its damage is it changes the DNA in the cellular structure. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember... You come here as a baby, you got really good DNA, or most people do, and you reproduce it, you reproduce it, and you know you get to your 20s, 30s, and your 40s, and if you've been good and not been a rounder and not done a lot of drugs and you've taken good care of your skin, you've worn sunscreen, or you've been in a climate where you're not out, that DNA is less damaged, so you're basically a photocopy of yourself. Every seven minutes, every seven days, every seven years, you now they talk about that. <coughs> so... You're constantly, your cells are reproducing, old cells die, new cells are formed. If the DNA is damaged, the cell is weaker. And that's what can lead to the skin cancers and all that sort of stuff. It right. just gets, same thing. So sun damage, dark spots, white spots, that mottled look that some people get really, especially if you're lighter complected, that is all a form of sun damage. Retinol can help reduce that and repair that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So there are laser therapies and other things dermatologists can do, RF therapy, to really improve that if that's something you want to do. And mm-hmm. I tell people I'm not against plastic surgery. I'm not against anything that makes a person feel better about themselves as long as they've talked to a doctor and they have a board-certified dermatologist or plastic surgeon and guiding them through that process. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times there are non-invasive things you can do first that will give you the result rather than having to have plastic surgery, which is expensive and risky. Right, and so, not covered by insurance. Right, and not covered by insurance. Yeah, no, that's so extremely true. true. Um, plus, I mean, I, I think the word non-invasive is one of the words I like because if you don't have to cut, yeah. if you don't have to burn something, you know, then let's go that route first. You know, let's build from the inside out. Let's look at things that are topical that can reduce the damage and kind of give your body a chance to heal itself. Right. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And, you know, you want to start there, and then maybe tretinoin, you know, maybe they move you up to, to the prescription strength stuff. But you just got to gotta read your labels, and you need to talk to people who know what they're talking about. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of botched up stuff out there that people do, like silicone injections, you know. I mean, we've all stuff. seen them, like, even uh, shown on television. I have to oh, say, I will have to say... Living in Pennsylvania 15 years on the western side of the state, didn't see a lot of plastic surgery in people. Botox, people do that. You know, I moved to Florida and I have to tell you, freaky. The amount of 
women and men, but mostly women in this case, that have the same lips. Mm-hmm. And you know them when you see them. They don't look right. They're too big for their face. And it's like, why would you do that? Why would you do <laughs> Why would you do that? Right. So, you know, and I realize lips are a thing people are, but you can use, again, there are lip, I did a video on this, lip exfoliators, they're $11, they're a sugar type scrub, you exfoliate your lips, increases circulation, gets the old skin off, you use your chapstick or your lipstick or whatever your thing is, lip gloss, whatever, you can even use a liquid lip plumper with the vitamin B in it, and you're going to get the same look. Well, no, you get a better look. It's better more natural. Look, yeah, yeah. And you haven't had something that's making your lips just don't look right. Oh, my gosh. I know. I, mean, I just, I don't get, I get bone loss. I get people going in and getting Juvederm or hyaluronic acid fillers to make their face symmetrical again. If they've had like a lot of teeth issues or they have a bone loss or muscle loss or a stroke. I get that's fine. I think that's, if you do what you want to do to make yourself feel good about yourself, and those things are not that dangerous. But, you know, going in and having all of these silicone and I don't know. It's just, yeah. And it never looks good later. No. Because your, your face continues. You know, your face is going to change all over as you get older. When you stop certain things or you, if you do too much, then your face continues to evolve. Mm-hmm. You can still look good older. You're not going to look like you did 20. I don't look like I did 20 anyway. I had acne. So who wants that again? Those parts of your face aren't going to evolve. Right. And it's going to look strange. Right. And that's why we see people that have had plastic surgery when they get in their 70s and 80s. They're like, what happened? You, know. you remember Phyllis Diller? Yes. I mean, I, I think she used to talk about how many... Oh, and Joan Rivers. And Joan Rivers, yeah. I mean, it was like a huge Although I would say, I don't know how they did Joan Rivers, but she she looked kind of like herself, but she didn't look f- freaky. And then there's Cher, of course, that's had work done. <clears throat> so Cher was just on the cover of, I don't know what magazine, but I saw it at the supermarket as I was checking out. And, of course, they do a lot of touch-ups. She's got genetics, she though. Her good. mother is, is 90, what, 8, 97, and her mother looks great. So yeah. Georgia yeah. looks good. So some of it's genetics and some of it is. Botox and that stuff. They they didn't go overboard. She had a lot of stuff done with her cheekbones and her lips, and you can tell her lips are completely different. But, like, you look at her mother, and I'm sure that her mother's had some Botox, but she basically looks the same. Mm. And she looks older, but I mean, she is older. You're not going to run around at 90 looking like you're 20. Not normally. It's not going to happen. Not normally. Not unless you're Benjamin Button and you're going backwards. <laughs> that was such a cool movie. And he was a baby at the yes, end. Yes. Oh yeah. God, it made you really think about appreciating your age. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because he did not enjoy that journey. So let's talk for just a couple minutes and what's left. How can people find you on the YouTube channel. So right, well, you've got re- so much there. Yeah, it's really, really easy. YouTube has sort of become the thing for me now because I have so many subscribers and the channel's so big. So it's just YouTube slash Chris Gibson. Mm-hmm. If you go to YouTube, if you go to Google and type in Chris Gibson skin, skin care, a skin issue of any kind, neck, chest, face, I pop up. So as I'm not hard to find that way. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, obviously, I have a blog called Skin So Fabulous. You type that in Google, it pops up, right? It's the number one thing. Um, and then, of course, Chris Gibson on Twitter and Facebook, all that other stuff. So, But YouTube is really the platform. Right, because I think focused. the educational 
um, knowledge that's there. I mean, well, I built so I built a a library of content for skin issues because mm-hmm. it is my channel is Chris you know skincare solved so it's YouTube slash Chris Gibson Chris Gibson Live whatever and then when you go there first thing is skincare solved mm-hmm. so that's what I try to help people do is solve these issues a lot of skincare product reviews a lot of focus on ingredients and these items do they mm-hmm. work do they not work mm-hmm. if they do how long before I see results right. um, and a lot a huge catalog of anti-aging stuff now and a huge catalog of acne I'll continue to do that because that was my thing but but right now the focus has really been on skin health preventing sun damage right. anti-aging and then de-aging right. stuff right. how to reverse some of the problems non you know non-invasive right. you don't want invasive if you and then I always give I give resources for all of that okay all so. right well, it has, again, been wonderful having you back on the show. Always a wealth of information for everybody. And, uh, again, if you want to look at some of Chris's older shows, uh, go to www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. Uh, there are 16 pages, and you'll have to scroll through them looking for Chris Gibson. But um, he's done, I think, this maybe five shows, at least, maybe six over the years. It's something like that, yeah, the last two and a half years. Yeah, it's been a nice journey with you. (laughs) So everybody go out there and please make it your best day. Check out Boomers Forever Young. Again, the link is right on my website, so you can go there and, uh, you know, check out the products that they have, the testimonies, the blogs and the videos. And we'll see you back here next time. So go out there and make this your very best life. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.